Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. That thing has legs, huh? I love it. And I'm not talking about the mother's <laughs> girlfriend. Miller Lite, aluminum pint. Have you tried them yet? Of course. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think nothing else. This is a trick question. I yeah. think nothing of this. I'm drinking one right now. What? What do you want? Devante Parker must be like Stanley Morgan in his prime. I yeah. can't wait until November where Paul's like, I was wrong, and I don't want to. It's Paul. I don't want to pick on Paul. Being an outside Other guy matchups. doesn't mean you're commanding a double team. That's I, not the I, same. That wasn't thing. the point I was trying to make, though. But I'm that's not trying what you to say. Said. I didn't say he was going to pull a safety. I said he's going to have a corner with him, and he's going to. They're going to have something to think about with him on the outside. Can you play that? You're back? also going. Parker will pull an outside corner and and a little bit of safety help, perhaps of you know something to think about. If you ever have you know ten minutes, go to YouTube and watch Bobby Hoare highlight when he goes end to end. I'm sorry. What? I'm a I'm a whore for Bobby Hoare. <laughs> no, I'm not like saying he'll get double covered. I don't think you'll pull have the to safety. Be, but I think just... they'll just line someone up on the outside, and that'll be his guy. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered, fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, we're here for the next two hours. It's Deuce, it's Paul, it's Matisse joining in, and I think. Uh, Regular listeners of the show have been introduced to him before, but... Um, He's the draft guru. Draft guru. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. You're back. <laughs> and uh, Matt's in the booth, so... Uh, yeah, nice little Stranger Things roundtable prior to the prior show. Prior to the show. We we all finished up, so we were free to say whatever we wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Good season. Yeah. Great job. Kate Bush and Metallica all over the radio. I, it's just amazing the influence that this good show job, has. Good job. Good effort. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. I think uh, I think we're all mostly. I don't know how you felt about the final. It was good. It was good. I wasn't like I didn't feel like the end was blown away, magical. But I mean, it was good. I had some, some issues though. I think all B, of us had some B plus. some issues. B plus. Yeah, pro- I might get up into the A minus yeah. area. Maybe just I, I I think that episode with Max and episode four kind of sold it for me. Yeah. That that was I thought excellent, and maybe it kind of ran on that steam a little bit. Yep. But you know. Get to the end of these shows. It's it's hard to wrap it up and satisfy everybody. And right, have it perfect. And, and you know, you're wondering intrigue. how much longer can they go? Uh, you know, with I know they have another season, but I, I kind of hope that's it. I th- it is. It. Yeah, I think that's the last one. Yeah, God. I think I, I would have liked it better yeah. because I thought they were. That's where they were going. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were wrapping it up, and yeah. I think I was prepared for that, even though I knew at the time, like. Yeah. I already knew there was going to be a fifth season. Like, how much can you build up to the next uh, the, the next season? Like, couldn't you have just made the big conflict with Vecna and bang a couple more episodes out if you need to? But are we going to do a whole other season of setting up? Yeah, how Vecna's going to come back? Sorry for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But <laughs> yeah, how much more can the town take? Really? <laughs> how, much more, how much more? What can I do? I yeah. anyway. Uh, all right, so Patriots, uh, Nikhil Harry. What happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it finally happened. Finally happened. Yeah. Well, we had talked about it on yep. the show a little bit. I mean, I think we were right in step with they're either going to release him or may- maybe a seventh rounder, I think, was, and that's what they ended up getting for Chicago, who has no no real receiving weapons, no idea what they were doing kind of for Justin Fields. So I'm sure Bears fans are looking at those uh, Nikhil Harry highlights in college trying <laughs> well, to talk listen, themselves no, into if it. I was, if this was Bears unfiltered, I'd be like, okay, he was a bust. But he was a first-round pick. He had production in college. Let's see what we can do with him. Yeah, you know that's that would be my mindset. Yeah, I just, I mean, I've seen some people with a little bit of revisionist history. I, I kind of put my Paul hat on a little bit when I was reading. Some people be like, you know, I mean, he was really good at the at the point of uh, the catch point. I'm like, what what were what were you watching? Like, I, I saw more like stuff of him screwing up and saying this was so sad. Right. You well, know. I mean, yeah. I, I think that was what was most 
uh, disappointing about it was that, all right, I get it. He's not he's not a really fast guy, but he's big, and, and you know, maybe he can use that size to his advantage and, and win some physical matchups, but he just never was able to do it consistently, you know, maybe once or twice, but for a lot of it, he's just getting beat out physical by guys. Interceptions, I think it was maybe the first or second year. I don't know, Paul really remembers maybe one specific. I, I, there's one I can picture in my mind of just him getting beat to the spot and the guy, you know, so those things that were supposed to be a strength just never, never really were. Got behind the eight ball with injuries early on in camp, and, and but I don't even know how much that really mattered because ultimately, it never really flashed. Well, you know, for him, it's a clean slate, and maybe I mean, you know he's still may- got an opportunity there yeah. with, with Fields. Maybe and, he can and do better. Maybe he can do better. I, I and, yeah. and they're here too this year, aren't they? So. Halloween, Monday night. <laughs> the return of the, the Nikhil Harry Bowl. <laughs> Spooky Harry. <laughs> Scary Harry. Scary Harry. Yeah, yeah the, the only thing that I would give him is the, the injury his rookie year. You know, he gets put behind the eight ball at training camp. He missed time. Took him, you know. I, I think it's part of the problem with young guys here. Like, say, so you know, he had an injury. He missed some time. And all of a sudden they have to put him on, like, IR. And he misses half the season. Like, I don't think it had to be. And that, and part of that is on Brady. Not that that's just not that's not just the team. That you know Brady kind of freezes you out if you're not there right away for him. And I, I think it was tough for him. It was an uphill climb from there. But it, obviously, if he had the ability and the mental toughness, he would have overcome that. Yeah, I think Brady's thing was you making the same mistakes over and over again. Ever, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's like okay, you make a mistake, learn from it. But he was a repeat offender. Yeah, I think about the uh, the play against Kansas City here that first oh. year that was, you know, they Ill- incorrectly said he stepped out of bounds. Not that that would have changed much, but he just he didn't Everything really would have changed, it. Mike. He just he just couldn't catch a break the either. It felt like it was scores. Yeah, it was <laughs> Hey, make a good catch and right, get hurt. Yeah, yeah, there was always something. It just he could yeah. never quite, you know, I think with some of those players, maybe like Jacoby Myers last year where you know, he just started to stack success, as they say. He'd have a good day, and he'd be back out there the next day, and he'd have another good day with a couple, you know, impressive catches. And, you know, Harry just seemed like it was kind of always something. And then last year when they brought in all those other guys, he became kind of the blocking wide receiver, somewhat of an afterthought. Uh, but it's a, it's a disappointing end. I mean, it was certainly a, a, a huge miss in the draft and, and something that, you know, they, the last few years that, has played a big part, I think, in, in their struggles. You know, had that been a hit at wide receiver, then, you know, who knows where, where things would be right now if you if you had a legitimate first-round wide receiver on this team that, you know, I know. could do everything that it they were probably hoping. It was a big mess. I'll it's tell you the guy. Mess. When you invest that capital in a wide receiver, it's got to it's gotta work out. I, I always ask myself what they saw in him, and I remember hearing – not too long ago, uh, that they loved Vincent Jackson at some point. Like that, they always had a thing for Vincent Jackson. I don't know if you if you remember that ever hearing I that. Don't. I remember just hearing that that oh, they think he's the best receiver in the league, and that and maybe that's what they thought. I don't know. I don't remember Vincent Jackson enough, but a big, big physical guy, right? Like but I, he could run, yeah, and catch. Well, that's, oh. <laughs> and, well oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, right. I, oh, those things. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it just it was bad all around. Like no need to. No need to belabor it. I mean, he's been on the way out for two years, and finally he's out. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to, like, dwell on it, but in terms of worst picks in the Belichick era, uh, Dominic Easley might be number one. Chris Canty – well, no, Canty was before. Um, But I think that, you know, Harry's up there. Especially with who they missed out on, too. Yeah. The whole other receiving class. Yeah, tough overall. Well, that's what makes Harry to me really stand out because it's 
you know, like Rossi Dowling, you know, Harry, you know. Yeah. I, I, but it's to me, it's all the guys, you know, the Debo Samuels of the world that they could have had. Yep. Terry in the fifth round. Yeah. Yeah. That, Bad. I, I always thought, though, at least with easily injury issues for sure, that's a big red flag. But at his best, when you saw him, really great get off the ball and, and seem like you were getting a, a – not that he's the same size as Barmore, I don't think, but that kind of guy, like an interior – Disruptive gets well, that off was quick. The, you know, that that's was the what thought. The, that's what the thought was with yeah, Harry. I never really looked at it and said, "Oh, yeah. this guy has a, a skill that I see him on tape in college that I think will translate." Yeah, and it never did for easily either. But I, at least I I understood that pick, Harry. I was just never really that high on him, and you know, it. it, it didn't I would really agree with out. Mike on that. I, like I, I think Easley was a, a roll of the dice, obvious. You know, and in, in retrospect, it was a bad one, but you could understand the skill set. What they were looking at, yeah, yeah, and they never got to see it here, but they understood. I, you know, I, that was that whole time they they were searching for that athletic interior defensive lineman mm-hmm. that yep. could sort of penetrate and you know ba- go back to like Jonathan Fanene and guys like that. Another injured guy who never panned out for the Patriots, but I I just didn't see what they were looking at with with Harry. Yeah, especially with Brady. I mean, when you're drafted and for Brady at that point, it's wasn't that wasn't his kind of guy you know but oh well. too bad we didn't have deuce on the uh, the draft podcast then he could have told us you know, at <laughs> you, the time you mean matisse, I, uh, <laughs> matisse. oh i thought you said deuce, deuce. deuce. Oh, no, t- yeah. oh i, I meant i meant <laughs> Tease. he would not Sorry. Have, he would not have been on Tease's big no board. i don't i don't really pay much attention to deuce's big board but Tease. i know Tease's takes Tease came right out the gate with yeah. uh with a couple Thornton. of hits strange is that no 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 marcus marcus jones marcus no yeah no one hit strange <laughs> All right, 855-PATS-500 is the ACE ticket hotline, 855-PATS-500, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. What else we got? So Harry's gone. Yeah, Harry's gone. Uh, we, were, we were checking out the Bengals New York. Yeah, Bengals got white helmets. They got some white white uh, albino tiger, white I guess. Lids. Looks like yeah, a, to go with the color rush. It looks pretty good. I like it. I saw somebody put together a little mock-up of the full black Ravens uniforms against the white Bengals. That would be be pretty cool. Be okay. nice for colorblind people. <laughs> for you soccer people, uh, FC Bayern Munich came out with a new kit. Yes, the white, uh, white and gold. Oh, the, with the white with the black stripe down it. Did you yeah. see that? That yeah. is sharp. That's clean. That's a sharp jersey. Kit. Paul, what's your, what's your take on that jersey? <laughs> I'm just laughing at Fred. They came out with a new kit. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? That, that's what they call it, Fred. Uh, but it, it it was sharp. Striking. Yeah, I really liked it. Right. I might I might get one. That's what I like about soccer. You know, they drop new kits every year. Why every is it year. a kit? Do we know? Why is it a kit? I don't know. Uniform? Yeah, why is it a kit? <laughs> you know what? I'll Google that real quick. I think a kit is like... Because <laughs> I guess it's, it, you know, it's the shorts, it's the shirt. I don't ah, know if the cleats are included, the, the socks. socks. The whole kit. So it's a whole kit. Yeah, but I, don't, I still it's don't like it. Uniform. It's a uniform, right? Kit. Yeah. So, so it's not the, sh- the shirt and the pants and the socks for football? <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it a uniform. I know, but why? Like, you, you could said be maybe kit. it's the kit because it's the shirt. The we could have a kit too. The we got a no, kit. But they, they call it a kit because of that. No. It includes all those things. The helmet. I think yeah. it's just the helmet's a part of the kit. European yeah. term. It includes all those <laughs> things. <with> those <laughs> <laughs> That's why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that soccer just has to be different. 
They can't say zero. Or, they have to say well, nil. Well, they can't say the field. In it has to be soccer. The pitch. They've been around longer than American football, so can't maybe be a we game, have to be It has to be a match. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe like, they maybe have to be different. Maybe we're the ones that have to be different. You, no, you might be right. Extra you know? time. You I, might be right about that. I but got, every other, t- you know, they stop the clock when you know the ball's done and played. They just let it run. <laughs> like they have to be different. I, I got a good little Patriots thing. A uh, nice little clip this morning with Giardi and Pioli talking about Mac um, Pioli's contention max got to find his guy this year his go-to guy that he can rely on and well you know i think we dante scarnecchi yeah. said it last year yeah and right uh, didn't he yeah he needs his binky and uh yeah and giardi just you know saying what we kind of already knew matt going around the country going to different receivers not just you know the top guys but you know even guys like wilkerson and um but you know, going to them, and I mean, I, I think just reinforce. I think well, they've had Mac. You know, I don't know do. if they've had it or Mac did it on his own. But he's gone to different climates, and I hear he's going to the upside down world <laughs> <laughs> to practice this week. So, well, that's bringing it all oh, the way around to Stranger Things. That's a gold mine, right well done there. That's a gold mine. Maybe you can find Barb and uh, <laughs> <laughs> save Eddie. <laughs> there was a there was a quick uh, Barb sighting. In yeah, the last, in the last one. Yeah, then when they were, yeah. he was getting into what's her face's mind. Whoever designed Barb, and I mean, like from a character, uh, you know, costume, like the glasses and the hair. I mean, she just looks like a girl right out of my high school as a Barb. Like I, I just like of all the characters, I think she is just like. I even right said, from I think the, I said right this to 80s. you. I, I even give them credit. You know, so it was like what eighty three, I think, when it started. And think of some of the, you know, it's it's Nancy Joyce. Barb, yeah, the names. Th- those are names right. from that era. Like, right. You don't hear anymore. Yeah. Right. Oh, Mike. Well, Mike. Well, and I well, said Mike before, is, yeah, Mike no, is I, you know, timeless. People T- like us are time. still talking about this show. I, yes. think, <laughs> I think they've done a good job in that show. Every character in that show was kind of weird looking. Yeah. Like there's no one that's like, they're all strange. And I think they did a good job like not bringing in like a really good looking kid to play any of the parts. Wow. Yeah, you know? that, that's going to leave. Lucas, Lucas is the only one that seems kind of normal to me. Like Mike that's gonna is weird mark, and angular. Though, no? <laughs> Probably a little bit. You know, they're uh, all Dustin is Dustin, of course. Well, he's and and yeah, Will is Dusty Bunny, Dustin, <laughs> Dusty Bear. Yeah, they're all like. Well, even Will, like they give him that bowl cut. The bowl cut. You know, this, yeah. Like none of them are like a cool kid. Right. They don't right. fix his hair in the last well, season. That's what's great not, about but it. They're yeah. not supposed to be right. cool kids. And I think they've done a good job. But there's some shows that even then, you know, it's like. You know, Even those kids are good looking. Yeah, they kinda, like, like they but like, really didn't you have like when when you were in school? Didn't you have kids that like didn't go to recess? They stayed in and oh, sure. like oh, played D and D. Absolutely, you know, I know Fred was probably one of them. I, I mixed with all the groups. I yes, you were. Always I was a, like you Ferris always, Bueller. Yeah. Yes, you were yeah. always a bridge builder. I was a Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, uh, but right. those. I mean, I'm not being yeah. disrespectful because no. some of those kids were so, like to Indoor Fred's kids. point. Some of those kids were my my friends. I went to school with them from the fourth to the twelfth grade in my geek. Geek classes, yeah. I like to call them the indoor kids. Yeah, they were the in- <laughs> they were the indoor recess kids. No matter how nice it was, they they were staying in and playing D and D, like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Like it yeah. went on for a while, and then finally they were like, All right, we can't do this anymore. But those were the kids. Yeah, and they kind of looked like that. Yeah, I think D and D's had a little resurgence too because of the show. You know, not get, like Kate Bush. Get your bag of dice. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. I mean, what a, what a great song. I mean, it's just as you know, go driving home yesterday. They're all over it's the radio. Funny. I, like, I, how much money is that show? I didn't know the song. You listen to yeah. music radio? Yeah, some terrestrial music radio. <laughs> really? You don't? No. Kiss one hundred and eight. No. Maddie in the morning. You, you are <laughs> the snobbiest snob yeah. in the history okay. of snobbery. All right, it's kind so of Eric. I'm, yeah. You don't have a podcast. He about makes something? Eric look humble. <laughs> but like, 
like when you when you listen to music, you don't yeah. go to like Spotify. No, or- I do. I usually I go to Apple Music, but sometimes it's just I don't really feel like dealing with hooking my phone up and going to find and stuff. I just throw on the radio for a quick. Uh, listen, you know, I, yeah, know I just don't know how. <laughs> I, I know, Paul, I know, loves Maddie in the morning. He's been a well, big. Yeah. Maddie's, Maddie's gone. That, that's yeah. one of your shows. Maddie's gone. Yeah, it's not anywhere near as good. Now. What now? You like Romero and. No, Pebbles. I don't listen to a ton of that anymore. Well, I mean, I listen to some stuff with Billy and that crew, but it's not the same without Maddie. Yeah. Even though he got like he morning got zoo, really, he got yeah. really cranky at yeah. the end, but he was still funny. falls into morning zoo radio. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you I hey. click around, listen to. He's got a long drive. You got a little music, gotta, yeah. Your but I listen. I, I listen to my shows as Fred calls. Let's them. check the weather oh. on on twenty eight <laughs> on the seventh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not listening to the, the <laughs> weather on, on the threes here. On yeah, WBZ. <laughs> <laughs> not not doing any of that. WBZ News Time seven forty two. Yeah. Kate Bush has made two point three million in royalty so far. Yeah, wow. it's, wow. it's amazing. I, I I honestly I didn't know that song. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, I mean, I've, I've heard it. Before, I've heard it before, but, but not like yeah. I've ever paid attention to right. it really. But I mean, it was just. I, I always love when I was writing movies and stuff. So like I just love trying to find the perfect song for a scene or something. And, and that was what was so cool about that song. Like it captured Max's character of, you know, wanting to switch places with Billy. I mean, it maybe even it's a little too on the nose. But you, you knew exactly why the character would respond to that song. And I think that's what they sold to Kate Bush, too, who I don't think is one to give out a lot of permission to use her music. So I guess that's paid off for an hour. Good, good decision. <laughs> good decision. Yeah. It was funny because in the season with Never Ending Story. Yeah. My kids were constantly singing that song, and there's a million TikToks and all the you know the things with that song. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And I, "What do you do? like? Why are you singing that? Like, did did you guys just see that movie or something? Like, wh- why are you singing that?" And they told me, "No, it's it's a big part of the, the you know whatever." And then the next season comes and it's this Kate Bush song yeah. and they're singing <laughs> that. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what? I go, what is that? I <laughs> like I literally had, I had no idea what, what they were singing. He goes, no, no, seriously, this was like a big song. You should know this. And I'm like, no, I, 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 I never I heard of hearing it. it. Yeah, I, sure, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely distinctive. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you not, hear it, like, because right. now it's even, I mean, Fred doesn't listen because he's. How's Master of Puppets doing? Did it's that, on. Did that get thing, a big spike? Thing. I think they're yeah, getting so. one uh, as well. But shoot, I was last night we were watching because I'm doing season three now. But um, when Max and Eleven are kind of having like girl time and, and, you know, when they're kind of becoming friends, they're listening. I think it's another Kate Bush song. Uh, I, I meant to. I meant to check it, but I, I like. I like when that stuff tracks. You know that yeah. that's her favorite artist. And right. You know it's consistent. Yeah. Throughout the Walkman. It. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I had a Walkman. I, had I a did Walkman. too. Oh, I you did, did too. Yeah. yeah but they, you had a Walkman yeah, for like a couple of years. Really? Then wow. I got a CD I'm a little player. surprised at that. Then I got yeah. the iPod you had Mini. A, well, you're a little air older than T. Yeah. So. I had a Walkman with the orange foam uh-huh. on, on the head. Oh yeah, I had yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Sony Walkman, the original with the orange foam on the on the head. Yeah. All right, uh, 855-PATS-500. I thought those were long gone by the time you guys were coming. Web radio at patriots.com. Let's go to the phone. Let's see what people are thinking about, right? what they want to talk about. Um, Joe's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on, Jen? Hey. 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 So, uh, look, I'm getting married in November. Congratulations. And thank you very much. He's a, her and her family are diehard. Philly fan, so you know it's Ugh. true love. Um, but we, I'm the only, I'm the only relocated Yankee in the family. So, taking me and my buddies up to the motherland, we had scheduled the bachelor party, and we're waiting for the schedule to come out, and found out that we were playing the Lions. And immediately, you know, it just had me thinking like how much times have changed because I, 
I sent it to the group and, and my cousins, and I said, wow, if there was any game that we wanted at home, it would be the Lions, one that we definitely will win, and that quickly turned into a should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is senior I'm, day I'm so here so for that game, so they think they're going to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only, only freaking hope. Um, Big pepper alley. So it'll be our first trip up there, and we're going to be staying at Patriots Place on Saturday with, you know, 10 guys, 12 guys. I know there's a bar Louie up there, but I don't know, just get kind of a, a read on the scene at, at Patriots Place. What might you recommend yeah. um, just for the, the surrounding area? Yeah, so I mean, the, there's, there's Bar Louie, there's Six Strings, which is like a kind of a country western bar, but they have live music there. Um, Skipjacks. Skipjack. Well, Scorpion you know, if you want to go to a bar, I wouldn't yeah. recommend Skipjacks, no. although they have a bar. Scorpion bar. Yeah. Get some margaritas. Yeah. If you're looking for older women, Davio's at the bar. <laughs> uh, I got a know. few buddies that might get on that. Yeah. Zach, Zach Wilson can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson's all over our group chat. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. might, if, you, if it's like, you know, 10 or 12 guys, you might want to venture down to Providence, which is mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, 30, 40 minutes away. South, um, there's some good establishments down there. Is the train still? Is the uh, train still running out of here to go up into Boston still? Or no, is that, no, not no. Anymore. Yeah, COVID killed it. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah, it well, was COVID r- that really killed helpful stuff. The really rail. helpful stuff. I, um, I, you know, win or lose, going to be a, a lot of diet Millers. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, excellent. That's uh, good. You I'll, get- I'll, I'll leave it with a fun little game because I heard you guys talking about it before you got me on. If, if you had to put a song on to protect you from Vecna, because oh. I do love that case. Let's, song, let's but, groove uh, tonight. This song. has already been discussed <laughs> in the Perlo household. <laughs> oh, f- oh, so what would be my go-to song, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so tough. You're I think it would be Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress by the Hollies. Oh, yeah, not, not bad. <laughs> I got uh, All For You by Janet Jackson. <laughs> all For You is a good song. <laughs> it's a jam. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe uh, <laughs> maybe a little immigrant song. I, I like Zeppelin. You guys Zeppelin. Know I like Zeppelin. A little, okay. a little hard rock. All right. Maybe. All right. Anybody have a look I less hard rock than Deuce? <laughs> Always enjoy the show. Inside. On the inside. On the inside. I'm a rock side. On the inside. Doesn't he look a little like Lars and Metallica? No. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that Metallica documentary uh, ruined Metallica for me. Did you see that? Some kind of monster back no. in the day where it was like you. It went from like Metallica being. These larger than life, scary metal heads to like a bunch of artsy guys sitting around trying to figure out how to write a song. Right. And it just like completely undercut everything that I had thought about Metallica <laughs> being total badasses. And it's like, uh, what's this, the guitarist? Um, I'm blanking on his day, but you know, he's just like this like very harmless, nice guy. I don't know. It's just yeah. perception and reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks for the call. What was your song, Paul? I forget. Let's Groove. Let's Groove. Let's Groove tonight. <laughs> All right. Share the spice of life. Uh, Jean-Luc is from Tennessee, but previously from Rhode Island. I wonder if he knows no, Eric. Probably. With a name like Jean-Luc, he probably does. <laughs> He's one of the few people oh, Eric oh. talks to. Yeah. <laughs> he seems cultured. Uh, what do you guys think of the depth chart? I know it says unofficial, but I find it interesting that the offense is now set up with a two tight end formation. Uh, so could that open up the possibility of four tight ends or more on the roster? Don't don't put anything into that. D- yeah, I, just as people that are you know involved in the formations of such uh, depth charts, please do not read anything into it. It's just basically listing all the players at the positions right. that they're 
There's no strategy involved. No. No. They don't tell us, hey, you might want to switch from the three wide receiver look to the two tight end look. In fact, they would probably prefer us not to even put it up right. there right. because we get questions sure like this. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, he goes on to say, is there an official name for the defensive scheme of three defensive line, three linebackers, five DBs? And no. is it a new type of defensive scheme? No. If not, how long has it been around? It's just a nickel. Three three five. Just a yeah, nickel, that nickel, would be right. the nickel defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, four two five, three three five. Those are probably the yeah. two most common. Four two five is sort of turned into their base. Yeah. 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 Shout out Madden. Uh, last but not <laughs> least, <laughs> is that what Madden set up as? Oh, yeah. Four two five. <laughs> last but not least, Phil, Fred. Always watching those video games. Sorry. <laughs> last but not least, Fred. You seem to be on a roll when it came to uniform ideas. White helmet with the flying Elvis logo. Mm. With blue jersey, white pants, I would love to see a red, white, and blue uniform combination. Yeah. I would, too. I mean, I know they're going to have the throwbacks. They had the jersey reveal. But I'd love to see the red jersey with a white helmet and the Elvis on like it. A mix, like a mix, like a ma- mashup, kind of. Yeah. Like a, little, a little something old, something borrowed, something blue. Yep. Something Elvis, something... Okay, <laughs> you're going too far. <laughs> I'm trying. Just um, get a long show. <laughs> Bradley writes in. Uh, he says, hey, ladies and gents and deuce. Uh, oh. I'm finally getting to watch a Patriots game at Foxborough this year. Nice. Um, and hopefully watch them beat the Colts. This will be my first time taking a trip to the area. I'm looking for some advice. Would it be best to stay in Boston or elsewhere? Are there areas to avoid and other fun things to do on a long weekend? Good food places would also be greatly appreciated. If you're going to come way in advance, like a few days, I would say stay in Boston. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then if you can, do. transfer down to Foxborough. But, you know, you you know, there's not much here other than Patriot Place in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, if you could stay here maybe the night before the game uh, or, or and even after, just have a place to go and not have to worry about getting in, getting out. But if you're going to be here and visiting, I think Boston – for sure, and they do the train out of Boston, so you know there is there are ways day. to get down here. Yeah, it's also not a bad drive. Really yeah, isn't that bad. Yeah, no. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get the experience, I think Boston is uh, is the place to go. Definitely. Yep. North End. North End. Oh yeah. Oh, there's so many things. Samuel so Hall. So yeah. Many. Newberry Street, the whole Back Bay oh. area. You know, the Freedom Seaport, Trail. Lots of restaurants. Johnstown. Yep. Make way for ducklings. I mean, <laughs> Easty. Uh, <laughs> Casino. Don't forget Dorchester. Right. Westy. <laughs> Any other part of the city that we yeah. haven't mentioned? Northy. <laughs> South End. Southy. <laughs> uh, Mitch is in Albany. I got to say I'm a little bit sad about Nikhil Harry being traded. I always liked him and thought he could eventually turn out to be a good receiver. I guess I'm just an idiot because he was absolutely useless for the Patriots. Seeing him make the occasional contested catch gave me false hope that he could do anything as a receiver in the NFL. I'm surprised we even managed to get a seventh-round pick. Farewell, Nikhil. Well, that turned. Ooh. i th- I got to be honest with you. The whole beginning of the email, I was thinking it was a, one of those sarcastic emails. Yeah. But he was just, I think it, it was real. genuine. I think he was kept waiting every year. Uh, Tony writes in. Moving to tight end. The Harry debacle is even worse than were the Chad Jackson-Dobson picks. At least those two were second-round picks overruling his scouting staff to instead heed the recommendation of Harry's college coach's, frankly, general manager malpractice. Maybe the atrocious pick of the legendary Dominic Easley, who limped onto the Patriots training camp fields that first year 
like he was Walter Brennan or Jed Clampett, was equally horrific. But no first-round pick by Coach Goat has been quantifiably worse than Harry. To think, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Deion Johnson, Terry McLaurin were all available on the draft board at wide receiver makes me want to throw up in my mouth, to paraphrase Bill Parcells. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to argue that that that, that Harry doesn't sit atop the the moves, especially not even just because of the player. I think because of the timing of it at this kind of critical juncture, as you were getting at the end of Brady's career, and you know, had they hit on that one, had it you know been one of those players that that he mentioned, like I said, things might have been a little bit different. So, okay, so if if that story is true, that Bill you yeah, know leaned on the recommendation, I wanted to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. if it's true. Does Bill go back and say you screwed me, or you know? Sure, you know. I, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I, I just my whole feeling on on these kinds of things always. I'm pretty consistent with it. Is like I understand that that story's out there, and I think we all can interpret ourselves like which parts. And you know, Mike was teasing me earlier, like you know the things that I sort of I treat as oh, yeah, no, I buy that on things yeah. that I'm, I don't buy. Yeah. But what I never do is just completely accept everything as fact. Right. Like, that story, and I'm, this is going to be strange to you guys, yeah. but I'm yeah. going to be very defensive of Bill here. That story has become fact. It was all 100% Bill Belichick's fault. Right. Had nothing to do with any scout, any recommendation from, from the personnel department, GM, whatever. Nothing. It was all Bill they told him, you better go get D.K. Metcalf, or you better get Terry McLaurin, or you better get Debo Samuel. And Bill said, no. Right. This is the guy I'm taking. And that has been, like, absolutely accepted as fact around here. Right. I don't think there's much chance that it went down like that, but that's the way everybody I know. views it now. I know. But, again. Like, like I, I think that who, who would be telling the writers that that's what happened? Like what? What's the sort? Who do you think would be saying? Oh, like because I think Albert Breer was the first one who, yeah. who sort Kide, of started Kide writing about it. Kide oh no, Kite's writing about it now. Yep. Like Albert Breer wrote about it in 2019. You know, it, it's typical of the way it's done around here. But whatever. Th- that that came out, and everybody just accepted it. It may be exactly what happened. I'm not telling you it didn't happen, and I do think Bill overrules the scouts at times, but. Where do you think that information came from? Like, Albert Breer just writes about this decision to take well, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, if it's and, true, uh, it's a scout. Right. Right. And why would the scouts be saying that? Cover my ass. Don't, Don't blame me. Not. Right, exactly. Now, if it really went down like that, you wouldn't need to do that because Bill knows. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I know you gave me the recommendation. That, uh, that's my bad. You know, we, we went against it. The scouts wouldn't need to defend themselves. Well, okay, but here's the other thing. I mean, these guys move around, these scouts. You know, this isn't going to be their last job, probably any of them. And they're worried about their own reputation. So they don't want just Bill to know it. They want everybody else to know, it wasn't me. I know, but that's that's an easy one to do. Like, what I'm saying is, as long as Bill Bill knows the truth, he's going to back you. Yeah. Is my point. Yeah. And you're going to have a job with him. Yep. Certainly, if, as long as you're doing your job right. I just so here's another I one like that. I think it's too easy to just sit there and say, "Oh, it was all Bill's fault." So I here's mean. another one like that. Back when Urban Meyer was the coach at Florida, and Bill took Jermaine Cunningham, Ugh. and the, he was the second of the two good yeah. linemen there, yeah, and the Dunlap. first lineman was Carlos, Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap. And 
the, the narrative is Bill looked at the tape and said, no, it's Cunningham that's the guy. You know, now, in this case, it wasn't a recommendation of Meyer. This was, it was all Bill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and, like, I don't know if that's true or not. I but that's, and, that's, that's, and again, I'm, more. and again, that's I just want to just, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I'm not taking Bill off the hook. Yeah. Like, I think Bill is ultimately in charge. I, I give him credit for the good picks and I give him blame for the bad ones. He deserves the vast majority of the blame for all of the picks that we're criticizing today. I'm not suggesting that Bill should be given a pass. But I just think that, like, sometimes I think we simplify it too much in a story that comes out becomes fact down yeah. the road. Right. And then, right. It gets, and then it gets rolled into all the draft picks are his fault. You know, like, like I just think he can't, he can't draft. And I think, I mean, I think you've been consistent with this, Paul, too. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I wasn't surprised to hear you say that. And, you know, and, and which, what, what about the times? Was there ever a time that nobody wanted a guy and he wanted him and he actually turned out good? Like, like those did, maybe did, happened, yeah. too. Did the scouts go to Albert Breer and say that we didn't want Rob Gronkowski? We right. thought the back was a problem. That's the exact yeah, yeah. guy and I was Bill thinking o- about. And Bill overruled us. Right. Because if, if that story came out, now I'm a little bit more willing to say, hmm, okay, Bill – Bill flexes his muscles a little bit at draft mm-hmm. time, and again, ultimately, Bill is the, the right. got the he's the final say. He's the guy in charge. When they make a good pick, it's Bill. When they make a bad pick, it's Bill. And I'm pretty consistent with that. But I just it's it's the other stuff around the edges that I'm not always fully on board with. I think something interesting would be to look back at you know maybe when he's done is how how things changed based on like his coordinators, how, you know, general managers, just little nuances in how the organization maybe like, I don't even know what you would find, but just, you know, I mean, I think we could say with, you know, Bill, Billy O, there was a certain kind of style offense when Josh came back, you know, a certain kind of style offense. We, we know uh, between Patricia and Brian Flores, those kind of subtle changes, but you know, it's just interesting that, that a guy can run a, a football team for 20 plus years and there's new guys, faces coming in, GM uh, front office level on the field coaching level how do those how how did those things kind of change subtly over over those different tenures on a little little piece that's kind of interesting to me uh, let's get back to the phones um, the stacked phones I should say Dan's in Virginia in Michigan what's up hey guys your uh, discussion on Tuesday of uh, Tip and making the Hall of Fame and the struggles that some players have because their teams don't have the wins during the time that they were on the team um, has me asking the question: How do you factor in wins or, or you know team success into evaluating a player? Because I've had I've seen people on social media push back on Brady being the greatest because they say that wins aren't a individual stat; they're a team stat. So how do you balance um you know had the success of a team versus the ability of a player and his suitability for the hall of fame yeah i think and, you, i yep. think you have to just look at you it's the eye test you weigh it all perfect yeah. examples joe thomas on the browns like they lost for his whole career and he was probably but one he of the was best great linemen. and and you know the you know one of the ones that everyone brings up dan marino he was a great quarterback you know and it's not like miami didn't win games they right. beat the patriots every year um, they just didn't go all the way, right. you know. But Joe Thomas is a good one yeah. that he brings up because he, yeah. he, I mean, he was on bad teams and was considered a great tackle. He'd have to shake his quarterback's hand and introduce himself in the huddle, like that's how dysfunctional it was. So, yeah, a great player. I, I just don't know how anyone could watch the actual games of Tom Brady and not 
and not acknowledge that he is. Well, and I, <laughs> but I, I mean, also look at all those comebacks. I know it's a team game, but right. he's the quarterback. When it's all on him and it's yeah. all on the line. I just yeah. think that you have to take it all into consideration because I, I, I would say that I'm probably not as much, you know, I don't like the like the strict record for a quarterback. Sure. And I know yeah. a lot of people do it. And, yeah. like, I look at, you know, some other factors. And some of them are tough because, like, I think Garoppolo is, is, is like, is – Average as average can be. I don't think there's anything special there. I've said this for years, right? His record is ridiculously good, and the Niners' record without him is ridiculously bad. But I still think he's kind of average, right? Right, right. Brady's record (laughs) is tremendous, and they've been a 500 team since he left. You know, like, I don't don't think that those two things are the same, you know? I, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And you got to just kind of watch you and gotta analyze. Watch. That's why it's subjective. You got to watch and yeah. you got to look deeper than the record. Like Freddie and I love Elway. Yeah. He might not have numbers that are as good as, you know, Drew Brees's, you know, to use the guy that we talked about on Tuesday. But, you know, which you look at is far superior. He was the complete guy. He had everything. He had the cannon. He could run. He was strong. The stones. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, it was, so it was like that quote Fred had before well, he was quoting somebody else but it's like pornography you know when you see it right it, it's um, true it's true have you seen yeah. me lately dan <laughs> <laughs> the other the other question um i had following on from the hall of fame discussion was so who's a player from any time any team that you think uh should be in the hall of fame who isn't well we talked about it the other day stanley morgan you know, I'll be I'll, yeah. I'll go full full blown Homer and say Stanley Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I love the guy. I think Rodney should be in. Rodney Harrison. Yeah, Rodney. Yeah. Well, let's what give him time. I mean, Stanley's had a long yeah. time to get in, and yeah, he Rodney still hasn't. Could, Rodney could get in. Yeah. yeah, it's not like he's been snubbed at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and other guy. I don't know. It's hard to take inventory. Other teams. You'd have like a list in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm no. not a huge... Uh, it's my understanding you're going to be Patriots. Despite my shirt today and my presence on the Patriots <laughs> Hall of Fame committee, I'm not a huge Hall of Fame I have more guy. guys that yeah. I think shouldn't be yeah. in yeah. are. You I know? find yeah. that much easier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Dominique in New York. I hope it's not Dominique Easley. What's up? <laughs> I think it's Dominic. <laughs> No, it's not Dominique Easley, but uh, how y'all feel? <laughs> All right, good, yeah. good. <laughs> good. So I got two questions. My first question is, um, what's your most random Patriots uh, memory? For example, for some reason, I had a, a random thought of when Stephen really got knocked out against the Baltimore oh. Ravens. Oh. I think it was in a playoff game. <laughs> and he it fumbled. Was, yeah, it was. He fumbled on game that play. Yeah. Over. Yeah, right there. That ended the game. No, like game over. Dropped. Yeah. So, what is your most random? Uh, oh God, pick, there's uh, so many. Memory. I mean, Welker yeah. getting hurt in Houston. I have. I just was so mm-hmm. pissed about that. Yeah, you know? uh, the wild card game, uh, Wildcat. Oh, Dolphins yeah. doing the Wildcat. Oh, that's a good us. random memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was weird. Who that was the coach? So the uh, Tony Sperano. Tony Sperano with his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Brown in that game was white. so weird. Yeah. It was just like, what was stop the, it. What yeah. was the reaction in the press box we were when they started frustrating. doing this? Like, what is this? It was this? frustrating. We and were they just stunned. Yeah. It was stunned. Did it again. They just kept doing it over right. and over. And as soon as they kind of get a beat on it, then they'd shift and, like, throw a they'd pass throw a quick pass to, to Fasano yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, and I remember that, he, he, he held the ball like it, it was, was like, like a like – a, a bo- like one of those boxing bags. He held the ball up and punched it. Th- that was a rough few weeks. I know I did uh, have my first child in that era, but <laughs> you lose Brady, and then they pull out the wild. I was going to say the Brady when Brady tore his ACL. I mean, that. I know that's not that random, but that's a, a clear memory of feeling like, 
Well, what am I going to do for the next four months? Well, I, I remember kind of a random one. At, at It was the end of the Pete Carroll era. Like, the writing was on the wall. And they were playing the Eagles, and there was a screw-up. and uh, There was a loose ball on special teams. And Larry Wiggum, who back then was kind of the special teams yep. guy, instead of, like, jumping on the balls, like, doing this celebration dance while there's a loose ball behind him. <laughs> And it was like it encapsulated yeah. the whole season. It absolutely it, yeah. did. It's yeah. a great random memory. And as I often do, yeah. do, so I'll fill in the blanks yeah, for you. Please. They blocked a punt. Wiggum blocked the punt and celebrated as the ball was rolling. <laughs> right. The Eagles picked it up and ran it for a first down. He's like, <laughs> right. And, right. And Wiggum was in full Beautiful. celebration mode. Yeah. yeah. So and it, it did. It just kind of the, the last half of that 99 season in that one play. Was all Peter kind of lost the team and yeah. Yeah. it was over. It was, o- it was, it was over. over. Yeah, wow, that must Not be a, that must be a weird feeling walking out of the press box after the game and feeling like yeah, this is it. Like this yeah. is the and, and era's about the end. You kind of feel that way. Oh like, yeah, you know he was getting fired. This was it. Yeah. I, I I like I have so many. Like I I remember being in a press conference post game in Atlanta, P- Bill Parcells era, and the Patriots had lost the game. They had a chance to win it. They had like two thirty left on the clock. And to me, it seemed like they were rushing. And they didn't need to. They had timeouts, and they just seemed to be rushing. So I actually asked Parcells about that. I go, seemed like, you know, the team was kind of rushing through that final drive. And, you know, really. And he, like, he jumped all over me, like, and just dismissed, you know. And the next day, Borges backed me up and wrote what I said in his column. Like, the Patriots are absolutely right, you know. Mm-hmm. So I felt a little vindicated, but, you know. Consider the source, but it's a Zolak game. Yeah, uh, but uh, but that was you remember that right? That game. I don't remember the in, the altercation uh. with you, but I know the game that you're talking. No, about. No, but do you think that? Do you remember the end? Do you think that they were rushing a little bit? No, no, I don't. I don't I, no, I don't remember the game. Okay, I don't remember. Like, How come the, you don't remember this? I don't game? remember the drive. Remember every other game, because because Drew didn't play. Who's <laughs> playing? Zolak, I'm out. Yeah, but you know that's that's. I thought, something I, thought I had mentioned that was a Zolak game. <laughs> that's something that stuck with me. I, yeah. I'll tell you what I remember about that game. Maurice Hurst stepped in front of a guy for a pick six, and, and they, they called, called him back. Terrible interference, and it was a terrible call. How's that? Terrible. Have you redeemed myself? Yes. The uh, what about Champ Bailey? The pick six and uh, Watson knocks Watson. him out. Yeah, yeah. like looking game. at the TV, analyzing yeah. who went over the. Yeah, I, I I always credit that game. Like I don't think I would be doing what I do right now if not for that game and how much that game like just. Like they hadn't lost yet, you know. Like, and you knew that was the reminder that, all right, you got Bill and Tom for a certain amount of time. How many can you get? And this is a reminder that, all right, it's not going to always go great. But that that game, you know, what that game was to me, was a team that was out of gas. Yeah, from like they had fourteen and two Super Bowl, fourteen and two Super Bowl. Here we are again. Now we we won the wild card because they didn't get the bye that year, yep. and they had to go to Denver, and I just think they look like a tired yeah. team. I, I'll yeah. give you a Denver random memory. I think th- these things happen in the same game. And Paul will correct me, but Logan Mankins was battling with this guy the whole game, and he ended up on both knees in front of the guy and just hauled off and punched him in the nuts. <laughs> just <laughs> a full-blown I think punch that, in the nuts. I think that was a Denver game. It was a, I know it was a Denver game, and I think yeah. in the same game, Chad Brown getting folded in half. Well, that would have been 05 then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, folded in half, like literally off the ground where his yeah. toes were at his forehead. Yeah. And, and I've had, never seen anybody I mean, get folded like that. Games See, in those are the seasons. You know, people talk about Bill Belichick and his greatness and as a coach. Those are the, the, like the individual seasons that, to me, Bill and Tom's greatness really shine through because that was the Monty Beisel, Chad Brown. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. They had to move like Vrabel from outside to inside. Like they couldn't play. They didn't have NFL players to like to play. Like, Chad Brown had a really good career, 
but he was done. When he came here, he had nothing left. And he was a guy that clearly just rushed the path. Like, he couldn't do the things they needed him to do. They would just plug in holes left and right. They still found a way to win a lot of games and go to the playoffs and go to the second round of the playoffs even just because of the greatness of Bill and Tom. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like those are the teams that can't beat the good teams. Like when, you, like a bad Patriots team, they're going to s- still beat the bad teams. But they it's like just the current Red Sox. Yeah, you know, current Patriots last year. You know, yeah. the, the, the good teams, the big games, those are the ones that they couldn't quite but get. But I've never seen someone from his knees haul off and just punch <laughs> somebody in the nuts. You should ask them about it at the draft. Party. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, Paul? I, I remember him, but I don't remember, like, who it was. And I yeah. can't remember... It was like, did I just see that? Yeah, he got called for it. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't remember Denver enough. There was one with Channing Crowder, I remember he got into. Him and Matt Light. And I think that was the one that it was good to see Matt pounding on his head. Yeah. (laughs) What was it like in the press box when that Champ Bailey play happened and Watson outran him? Like, I mean, because you guys probably could have seen Watson. Were you in the auxiliary press box? (laughs) No, no, no. no, no. I was in the – it was only a divisional (laughs) round game, so I was able to watch that one. Um I don't think any of us ever really like they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't really I, I on those kinds of plays. I don't really look, for, you know, this is going to surprise you. I know because everybody thinks I'm so negative. But like, <laughs> I don't generally look for like the technicality to bail me out. Like to me, it was a terrible play. Yeah. They got a, a the pressure off the edge. And one of my favorite Patriots of all time, Tom Ashworth, caused that play. He missed the block, came right in Brady's face. Brady rushed it, threw it before, w- without looking, and got victimized by a really, really good corner who made a play. And, like, to me, okay, yeah, you might have been able to win the game if it was actually a touchback and you get the ball in the 20. Huge momentum change. Right, but to but me, like, even still. I'm not looking for the technicality. I'm not looking for the tuck yeah. rule every time. Like, Yeah, I don't think at the time. I didn't think much think of it. Post-play in the replay. Everybody in the press was amazed by Watson's hustle yes. and his speed. Yes, yeah. that's that, right that on that. Bird's eye view. But I that. don't think there was an uproar even among the local media about the call. Now, yeah. if that had happened today, oh, it oh, yeah. certainly yeah. would have been an uproar. There wasn't among the like the, the, new, at the, the time, Zapruder film. Yeah. But at the time, Fred's right. It was Ron Borges, Kevin Mannix, Ron Hobson, all guys that have yeah. been around forever. Carlo, they, they, yeah. they, you know, they were Started covering games. Yeah, they were covering games. They weren't. Yeah. Like rooting, covering, they weren't covering a dynasty. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. like that's a terrible call. I, there, I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah. I mean, I, it happened af- in the aftermath. Right. That that's what you know. Everybody's like, you know, in retrospect, they probably should have overturned that. Uh, I mean, it's even I've like, never seen a replay no, that said it. And that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Even as like a diehard crazy Patriot fan at the time, like right. I was still like, uh, I want to see and it. And Bill has said the same the thing. That, that, <laughs> that led to Bill's famous. You know, maybe yeah, we, we can have a bake afford. sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we can have a bake Get sale and put, put some cameras on the goal line. Right? Yeah, because because the angle didn't give you the yeah. definitive look. Yeah. But the amazing thing was Watson's speed and hustle. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I meant from up above. You must. Have, I mean, I know it exists. Well, on well YouTube you don't. Where you, you can didn't see realize because you're like watching line. the ball. Right. All of a sudden, but then like on the runaway replay, train. you see like where he had to come from. Yeah. And like he was hauling ass like the left side of the formation. It was. It was. That was the aftermath. Was exact. Fred. Yeah, Put, uh, you tied that all up. Per, like that's, everybody was like, "Did you see what Watson just did?" Yeah, and that's what if I'm a coach in any level, I'm. Sh- this is what happens when you ha- anything can happen. You don't know. Well, that happened you like know. two years ago in the Seattle. Uh, oh, the Cardinals D- game. Buddha Baker. Um, DK Metcalf. Got right. yeah, yeah, chased yeah. down yeah. from behind by DK Metcalf. Right. Don't stop. Don't stop. Play the whistle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, does that answer your question, Dominic? <laughs> we gave you a lot of a lot of randomness. I'm just enjoying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just enjoying it. I'm a you know I'm a younger fan, 27, so hearing kind of throwback. I remember Ben Watson and company, but not really much after maybe 
or before 2001. Uh, my last question, I'm going to hop sorry. off and, and let y'all get back to it. Um, who will be your top five quarterbacks, not including Brady, Garoppolo, and Bledsoe since 2000 uh, that have played for the Patriots? Oh, since 2000? Wow. <laughs> okay. We'll let you go. <laughs> top five. Well, top five I don't know if I can come up can with five. But Castle. Yeah. I don't have a top five. Like, like, yeah. I mean, who, who Top would five even quarterbacks other than Brady and Bledsoe? And, and Garoppolo. I can't even use Garoppolo. No. Edelman. Jacoby <laughs> well, Mac, Jacoby has, Jacoby you know, Mac has to be. Yeah, Max number one yeah. for me. Castle. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like I Castle, mean, but but yeah, you know, based I was, on what they played, I'd have Castle. I, I hated yeah. that season though because <laughs> everyone said, "Oh, you know, they ended up eleven and five, and you know, almost making the playoffs, even with Castle." Nah. But they beat up on bad teams, and when they played the good teams, yeah. they they Again, didn't win. There it is. Kind kind of throw Jacoby Brissett in there, kind of like last year. <laughs> and remember, the year before they were undefeated. True. So you know, yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the I, w- Jets. I would have Castle, Mac, Chargers. Brissett. Uh, I, I guess you got to put Brissett in there. The Mallet. Yeah. Mallet. I'm, I'm just trying to think of who could even be in but there. The, but right. those other guys never played in any game. Like, no. does Hoyer count? Oh, O'Connell. Good one. Yeah, put Cam in there, right? Never played. <laughs> right. Um, you can't put Cam in there. No, you know who? I, <laughs> Damon Hewitt. It's Cam Newton. Did he ever play? Yeah. He never played for Belichick. R- Rohan Davy. When? Flutie? Didn't Heward win a couple games for us? Not with Belichick. In relief? Yeah. Oh, no, maybe not with – but Damon Heward. I, you can keep saying the name. He never played a game for <laughs> Belichick. Okay, all right. When did he play? When did Heward play? He was on the team, but he never played. It's like Ryan Mallett. Like, he never played. I know, but when was he on the team, Damon Heward? Like 2000, like, like 99, yeah. Okay, maybe 2000. 2000 2001. 2001, yeah, and 2000, was 2000. He was the backup. He was in a 2001. He came in as the backup, and then yeah. Brady beat him out. Yeah. Vinny Testaverde. In, right, in, two, right. in 2001. Vinny Testaverde. Vinny? He pl- at least he played. Okay. Okay. Doug Flutie. Yeah, there you go. Bishop, post thousand. Did he ever play? I don't know if he played quarterback. He kicked that extra point. Yeah, I don't know if he ever played. It doesn't matter whether he plays or not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh well, if, it, if we're not counting guys that played, then Mallet's in the yeah in the equation. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not they played. Big arm, big arm. Stuff. Just who do you like? Rohan Davy. Rohan <laughs> Davy. Oh, yeah. Terrible look. Terrible look. Bad quarterback look. Him. Oh, looked like a Davies. looked like a, a defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, right. Like his shirt was always like he he wore number six. I'm glad you get me. And on it this was one. never in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it was always off to the this. side. We right. Did, we didn't order <laughs> I food. I was so did ready. We? He totally looked <laughs> totally looked out of place as a quarterback. I was You're so absolutely ready for Paul right. to make fun of me, and you're I right s- on the same I page. I screwed that up. I'm talking about food. I screwed that up. I said that was my last day Tuesday, right? I have another I have another day. I should have ordered food. Oh yeah, and you're. This oh. is, these are like. I didn't start yet. Your final real meals. Yeah, I didn't start yet. Yeah, ah, shoot, uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, because Paul's leaving. Well, no, but I, I remember Fred said that was it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even think of it. I was. I'm leaving anyway. So yeah. I, I didn't like. Uh, Don writes in from Calgary. I'll still get another. You know Calgary? Yeah, pretty well. Pretty yeah, well. sure. Uh, do you remember a few years ago when Cleveland had those Bud Light fridges that didn't open until Cleveland broke their winless streak? Yep. Bonus point if you remember the first team they beat. Yeah, it was the Jets. Yeah, Tyrod got knocked out. Baker went in. Yeah, uh, Well, I was thinking that we should get fridges of Diet Miller that won't open until the Patriots finally make another team punt. <laughs> <laughs> Paul missed that one. Oh He's my like, god! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bronx cheer that's going to go up in the in the press box. Probably, I mean, it won't be till week two, but you right. know, when hopefully finally Pittsburgh has to punt and oh, you know. <laughs> I won't. Paul, yeah, I, I can already feel Paul leaning into me to tell me something when that happens. <laughs> uh, back on the phone, Willems and Philem. What's up, William? 
What's up, Fred? What's going on? Hey. Hey, what's up, Paul Mike? Hey. And uh, uh, okay, I was just listening to y'all. Basically, I mean, I know I'm kind of kind of a little late though coming on it, but y'all were spoke about Nikhil Harry, correct? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. So, as bad as it that makes me so angry, war with Bill, boy. Okay. So I got to ask you another question: Is it true that Bill knew that AJ Brown wanted to be with the Patriots? Did, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you would assume was so. that a was that like an Instagram thing he that he put like a video after leaving, he visited, like leaving see a video and like see you soon, Bill. Well, he, well, he put out AJ Brown put out a YouTube thing yeah. and he said it. You know, had an interview and he said, "Look, I want." He knew that the Patriots was going to draft him. Right. Well, that's but, that's you know that the that's why they didn't. Yeah. Him. You know the <laughs> the story, the myth is that that was a mark against him and a reason why they may not have drafted him. But I don't know if that's uh, true either. Yeah. Right. Um, and just one more thing too. I mean, can y'all just answer me this? I mean, even you, Paul. Um, how in the hell did you? How did you come up picking the kill Harry over all those receivers? What told you? I mean, like even even a fan could pick out those over the kill Harry. Why would you? Why would you do that? I know. And then you supposed to be giving Tom Brady a weapon? Listen, I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to take credit for. Oh, they. Sh- at the time, I was like, okay, but I know a lot of people, a lot of people, William, you're right, a lot of people said, he's not the best of the bunch. He can't get separation. That was said immediately, Fred, immediately. Fred, I was pissed. Yeah. I, Mike, I understand that's your boy. I understand that's your boy. Oh, hey, I'm not on this one, buddy. <laughs> God damn. No. Like, I'm like, dude, how did you pass up on Hollywood Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, Terry McCormick? Well, I think Debo Samuel is the best football player in the league right now. You know, and guys that fit what they do—that's what's frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, and it's just another receiver added to the bunch with Chad Johnson, Aaron Dobson. God damn, like you know. I know. know. Here's a kind of a hypothetical though. Do you think if they drafted AJ Brown, he'd still be on the Patriots right now? Would they have paid him? Well, that's no. yeah. He wouldn't. If you if they drafted AJ Brown, would he still be on the Patriots right now? I mean, he's obviously not on Tennessee still. I don't think he would be. But no. but during would, those years, would Tom Brady still be? Maybe there's just so many hypotheticals. Yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen. Butterfly. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Y'all All right. Take care, okay? Thanks, William. Well, it's like what what would make you more mad? Like what makes you matter? That like you totally whiff on Nikhil Harry or that you nail AJ Brown? Totally, totally, you, totally, you, totally <laughs> whiffing on Harry makes me more yeah. mad because at least if they had drafted AJ Brown and what happened happened to yeah, Tennessee, they had a couple good years, and yeah, they got I would ahead. say, eh, yeah. all right, we'll just get another one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who thinks yeah. they just got another one? Yeah. You know, right. I don't want to revisit. You know. The fight that Mike and I had on, <laughs> on Tuesday. But if, aside from Mike, who thinks they got another one? Right. Well, Stephon Gilmore, maybe, you know, after what Devontae Parker did to him in uh, 2019. But, you know. <laughs> and we let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Just quick tack. <laughs> uh, Tyler and Natick says, fast forward to the next season, next off season. Out of each yeah. pair, which headline is more likely to be a real headline during the 2023 off season? Uh, headline, was Steve adopted because this defense shows no sign of Belichick's genius, or Steve Belichick is the most desirable head coach option for the 2023 season? I think the first one. Yeah. But, you know, talking about 2005, I had similar concerns. Turnover at linebacker. Yeah, first thing, you don't. it's not really his fault, just there's so many unanswered questions, so you got to see what happens. Uh, Ramondre, quote, or, or headline, Ramondre Stevenson is a true bell cow back 
and could break Dylan's single-season team rushing record in 2023, or it's clear, these are long headlines, or it's clear the Patriots are missing a fullback due to the lowest rushing output under Belichick in 2022. I'd say the first one. We have to have one of those two? Yeah. yeah. First one. Yeah. Right? Well, question. But it goes back to what we kind of talked about last week of, like, is – is there any way that any of those backs could get enough carries and enough of a role that he could do that? Like, could, you know, I, I just don't know if it's possible that, that even yeah. if you were as good as Dylan was, they're still going to rotate. You I know? don't think they're going to have, I don't think Stevenson has that ability to rush for, you know, 1,650 yards or whatever, but I, I think the running game will be fine. Like, yeah. despite yeah. no fullback. Yeah. Um, headline back at the top Patriots win division with a convincing sweep of the Bills or. Patriots give encore performance of 2021 with two more games against the Bills without forcing a single punt. Wow. Y- your punt line is getting a lot <laughs> of legs, Brad. <laughs> I know. We just, you missed it, Paul. Somebody said that. Um, I heard Oh, it. you heard the Miller Lite thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. all for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? I, mean, I think the first one. There's yeah. no way they're going to play two more games and not no force punts. a punt. No way. No I way. i say the second one. What about getting swept with punts? <laughs> <laughs> they punted. We didn't score. Uh, headline, <laughs> Raquan McMillan has the makings of the next great Patriots linebacker or Duggar looks lost at safety and will be on the roster bubble for 2023. See, this is like, it's not fair the way they've, they've set up. The, the <laughs> second thing is almost impossible to happen in every one of these scenarios. So you're forced to take the over-the-top positive thing that's almost impossible to happen. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think just generally, I think there's a lot of McMillan. I think he has to... Be a three-down linebacker for them. I mean, I you know Bentley is what he is, but I think I think he's a key key guy to watch and and how involved he I is. I do and, too, and but the most likely thing. I mean, like I don't think there's any chance that Duggar's going to look lost and right. be a roster right. cut. Right, right. You no. know, I don't no. think there's any chance of that. Right. So you're you're forced to say, well, McMillan's the next big thing. I have no idea. <laughs> it's just fun. Um, last one. Mac <laughs> Jones is demanding a public apology from third-rated. Boston Sports Podcast, Patriots Unfiltered, <laughs> because host says that Mac isn't that good. Or <laughs> former PU legends Andy Hart and Eric Scalavino have the hottest New England travel blog, Home is Where the Heart Is, <laughs> oh in Eric Scalavino production. Oh, God. I'd listen. I'd say the former. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I'd listen. I love that Eric drop. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace at Dean College. Our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to get into the game? 
Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We delivered jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. And now, great moments in history. But Fred, well, what tastes better, a tender or a wing? A wing, if, if it's done right. Because the skin's still on it, 
and it's fried. And, you know, it, it's all from one chicken. I think, the, I think the bone gives it extra flavor. I yeah, don't know why. Well, the but fa- it's the fat from the skin okay. that, that gives that it the flavor. You know, yeah, I like, like bone in, but I there's, there's times that hey, I'm perfectly satisfied with my tenders. Right here, like when we do it right show. here, right? Because I don't want to be eating wings and making a mess as I'm trying to yell at college for telling me that right. I, I call Belichick a mediocre coach. You know, it's on your face, <laughs> but it's also all in your fingers yeah, and experience, stuff. You know? experience. So when I eat w- wings at home, after oh. I'm done, I just put my hand out and my dog cleans my fingers for Oh, my for God. <laughs> like you're the king. Oh my God. Just hangs his hand off the throne. What? You fat bastard. You what? can't even get up and <laughs> wash your own hands? Not immediately. <laughs> yeah, watching TV. You let the dog do the work. Oh, my God, <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Can't. Still working. You know, he likes it. Yeah, you know, no. it's win-win for both it's of us. A little spicy for him. Is that getting a little it's all right. It's all right. That's another great moment from Listen, I would recommend it. All right. Uh, <laughs> 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Paul had a boot. Yeah. He's over going over to 98.5. So if you're Go in, right. two o'clock, check right it in. out on Odyssey or um, he'll be there. Like at two, right? Yeah, so you can stay with us yeah. till two. Go right over. It's and him and Tony Maz today. Oof. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I don't know who I'm wishing good luck to. <laughs> the listeners. Maybe. A lot of baseball <laughs> talk, probably. Uh, Bill in Albuquerque writes in. Uh, Despite being in the West, I still listen to terrestrial radio in Boston. Yeah. Indy six one seven is only online, and it's direct descendant of WFNX. And Fred, your alma mater station, WERS from Emerson. That's your it's channel. great. Both have apps you can download. W E R S. Yeah, you're an Emerson guy, right? <laughs> uh, Wheaton, Wheaton, Wheaton. Same, That's same right. conference. That's right. You're, you're, smoke, you're, smoke you're Wheaton. Soccer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But Emerson <laughs> got a plug in Stranger Things. They did. did yeah. They? Yeah. Jan is rocking it? the shirt. Uh, yeah. That's where Nancy wanted to go. Oh. Nancy was going to go to Emerson. She's wearing the T-shirt. So Jan has got the shirt upstairs. Yeah, I ordered That's one too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why did Nancy want to go there? I thought I she was into uh, reporting. I think somebody said like uh, they have journalism at Emerson. Is sure. Yeah. I, well, I think somebody said one of the like producers like has Emerson ties, so I guess they just like plugged it in there. Oh, that's uh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's usually how it works, right? Somebody went there. Something. Yeah. <laughs> or like the names, like well, you guys did it. Didn't they do with John in L.A.? Didn't you put all your names in it? Yeah. Me they about put our that. names yeah. in. Uh, uh, what's the name of that show? Uh, plain sight. Plain in plain sight. sight. Yeah. Mary McCormick. Yeah. yeah. Is that asshat Scalavino going to be there? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a highlight. Uh, Andrew writes in, you guys were talking earlier about 1990s Patriots memories, so I thought I'd chime in. I want to preface this by saying I love Bill Parcells, and I literally became a Patriots fan the day the team made the announcement of his hiring. That said, I'm watching the Super Bowl against the Packers on NFL Network last night, and I was floored by something. Everyone knows about how poor to me the decision to kick off to Desmond Howard was. But one thing I had completely forgotten about is that in the ensuing Patriots possession, the drive was completely blown up by Reggie White. If there was any chance of recovering from the kickoff, uh, it ended right there. Uh, yeah, the famous uh, Matt L- uh, Max Lane just getting abused. You thought you had a chance right before that right. kickoff, and that just changed it. Um, I don't understand how Parcells slash Dante slash rest of the coaching staff could have possibly decided that blocking future Hall of Famer Reggie White one-on-one with Max Lane was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's ain't that the truth with Reggie White. And Funny, I went back. Barmore said he, uh, he grew up watching a lot of Reggie White. Like, that was kind of his guy who the coaches kind of put him on and – 
I kind of went back just like as I was looking and but what a whew, what a dominant beast that guy was and that like different level <laughs> I mean and I'd love to see Barmore be that guy but like that's what I think is missing from the Patriots right yeah now. the like, other not that the guy. other kind of legend but it's kind of true because I have you know he said it firsthand uh, about that Super Bowl in the play with Desmond Howard but Troy Brown didn't wasn't in on that play wasn't playing and he says I should have been in because I would have caught him uh, I, I, I would have he wouldn't have gone all the way and you know I, I'm not going to argue with Troy Brown he probably would have. And so that was a, a personnel decision that was a bad one. I remember just being, like, very young, watching, like, the highlights on NFL Network, but not knowing what happened. And I'm like, oh, it's like second oh, half. Like it's got to close. And I was like, oh, okay, like, little well, well, 12-year-old. What me. year was that you were here for, like, your second, third year? Like, I mean, it only was my second years, year. Right? So, I mean, you're already going to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, 95, like, we were 5-11. and 11, And then the second year, we went to the Super Bowl. That's uh, crazy. I mean, uh, uh, wide, a bunch of wide-eyed, like, new oh, people well, running listen, the organization. Well, listen, you know, it's funny, like, talk about random memories. So, you know, back then it was a much smaller crew. You know, we there was no – the web, World Wide Web had just come on. There was no social media. There was no iPods or iPhones or any of that, right? So it was really the newspaper that we that were focused on. That was the content. On. That was yeah, content, That, that right? was newspaper. it, you know? So our staff was really small. The whole overall organization staff going down to the – you know, my office or our room was right next to the owner room. Mm-hmm. So you'd walk out and say, you need tickets to this party? You need, like, you could do anything. <laughs> but the thing that I get screwed on is, it tr- like, I worked in Boston back then. There wasn't room at the stadium. So all my staff was in Boston. Um, and when we went to Super Bowl, I guess, I guess everyone was allowed to have a hotel room and bring a guest for free. The word didn't get to us. So I had a suite with like six people sleeping in the suite, <laughs> like people literally on the floor. And then I find out afterwards, oh, you could have had your own room and all. The, but anyway, it was a great memory, you know. Like your is your first one. It was just un, you know in New Orleans, Bourbon Street. It was awesome. When you look back in retrospect, I mean, I mean, I think of course you were kind of wide eyed and just happy to be there somewhat. But in contrast to the when you went to the sixth championship, right. get like like it how was, much different is oh, that? Oh, so different, <laughs> so different. Just like the old, like we're almost yeah. Like, like of course, I we're think here. about Minnesota doing the Not Done Network, and then what we did in '96, like a whole know. television network oh, right. compared to like <laughs> right. six guys making a newspaper and right. making them one suite. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raj in St. Louis, um, he says first Spotify put together a personal playlist for your upside down songs. But in typical Spotify fashion, the recommendation algorithm is pretty garbage. Just search upside down playlist in the app. I did that. And they're right. It is very random. It's like yeah. kind of like your most recent songs. It's not like your most played song. Oh. Or anything. It just like wasn't that good. How, what, is, what does it pick? It picks like your, what is, sorry, say well, it's that like, again. It's like your like most recent like yeah, songs. Yeah, so it yeah. try to guess what you would have as your. Yeah. It's, it's not, not like, it's not it like the Spotify. It's not like your most played It's song. not like the Spotify wrapped thing where like they clearly like put time into that. This was kind of like, oh, let's make a quick money grab off yeah. of this. Yeah, um, He says, but my biggest Stranger Things hot take, the show should have ended after season one. I think season two is average. It has good moments, but it's mostly a slog. Season three is just flat out bad. Season four was really good, but the final episode felt like a reversion back to my least favorite part of season two and three. I understand with the hype and love of the show, uh, there was no chance that Netflix would cancel it after season one. But narratively, it's apparent the Duffer brothers were struggling on where they would take the story. See, I like I like season three. I'm on it now. Rewatch. Yeah, the, I like I, it me lot. too. Me too. With the mall. And See, if they did it like season one, just ended it. It kind of be like that show, um, Mindhunter. 
just oh, kind of ends. Oh, my wife's watching like, that just, right now. Oh, it's unreal, but it just yeah, ends. Don't tell her that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's well, in the thick of it right now. Yeah, really it's like season two, and I'm like, all right, season three, nope, it's done. Yeah, I, I think every season has its moments or – you know, just little things like, for example, um, in the last season when they go um, and Dustin has like a hoodie with a bandana, which is totally ripped from Patrick Swayze in Red Dawn, which is one of my favorite movies. But just like a little detail like that that a lot of people wouldn't realize. But there's so much of that baked into throughout that some you get, some you don't. Um, but I don't disagree with with some of the, the clunkiness of it. I would just that's why I would love and Star Wars didn't do this. And I always bring up Marvel because they're one of the few where it all makes sense now. There was a plan from the beginning. And. Like we touched on at the top, like it does feel a little retroactively jiggered to, oh, now it all makes sense. But, you know, did they really know that? You know, I mean, I don't want to give yeah. too much away for people who haven't seen it, but I don't, I don't know. I still have my questions. Yeah, on I that. think they, I think, like I said, I think they've done a pretty good job tying up loose ends, making things consistent, making things make sense, you know, um, continuity, making sure that, you know, yeah. like, you know, that contradicts something that happened in the past. I think they've been very careful about that. What's like I think about when I used to write screenplays and it's such a tedious process and, you know, the first draft is like you just got to get it done. But then so much of going back to it is like connecting those threads or putting, you know, foreshadowing things early on or later. And you wonder if the Duffer brothers could look at this. How much foresight did they really have? Yeah. Yeah. But even if they were to, to now do a second draft of the series, so to speak. Like, what would they have changed? You know, like, what could they put in to kind of foreshadow season four in season one or to, you know, subtle nods to the power of the music or you know, all those things that kind of were revealed then. But, you know, just things that would pay off. And you look back when you rewatch and you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize. But right there, you're foreshadowing this. And I know a lot of people on like TikTok are going back like, well, if you go back and you look at Billy, he like folds his arms a certain <laughs> way like one does. And, you know, and I'm like, ah, really, really? You think they were like, fold your arms like this? Like. I don't know. It's going to it's going to like the hype's going to die down. No, it's wrapped up and then in in 2024 everyone's going to be super excited and we'll it'll be over. That's what's so weird about TV and stuff now though. It's like like this show is so influential now on the music that we're listening on radio and everything and it's so big right now and like you said it's all of a sudden going to die and now there's going to be some other show yep. that that hopefully is, you know, gets all that kind of attention and yep. yeah, it's yeah, but that's the beauty of it. There's so many platforms now that there's places for everything. Like, you're not limited to certain channels or, you know, like, even when I was growing up, like, you had your networks. But, you know, HBO was happening, and so that was – but now you have unlimited. Yeah. It's and, unlimited. And, and it's – I mean, it's so hard to break through the noise and to get a hit like that. Like, I was thinking of, you know, Who Shot JR or those, like, you know, really – huge moments in television history that just reverberated across society and you know and 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 that's a little bit what's happening now but it's just it is hard to do because there's so many outlets and it's so hard to get everybody on the same page and i mean i think that there's just an element of nostalgia in in stranger things that you know a lot of people in our generation it's like we're we're all kind of spread out but we all appreciate the 80s and those movies and star wars and all that stuff that it kind of kind of touches on so yeah I, I assume right now everybody in Hollywood is trying to figure out how do we how do we do this? Like, the, how do you make something stand out like Stranger Things to, that transcends streaming and it's just a hit? It's a pure hit. It's yeah, hard. but it's it's good writing. It's you know it's the right casting. You know it's yeah like yeah. Stranger you know uh, Breaking Bad. You know you couldn't have anything more different than Stranger Things, but like it just resonated. Yeah. It was just awesome. It's just so well done. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Spee's in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Yeah, Stranger Things is great. It's it's perfect combination of nostalgia with great writing, great acting. And I'm I'm with 
and with everything you guys were just saying, it's um to the emailer's point though, I do think the Duffer brothers kind of had to figure out, you know, what how they were going to continue. You know, it's it's kind of like with the Matrix sequels, they had to to pick up and didn't really know that this thing was going to explode as much as it did. What I thought they should have done, even though I totally liked the entire show, what I thought they should have done uh, was keep each of the, the seasons an independent storyline. So kind of like with American Horror Story. Yeah, or, 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 or True it's, Detective. It's like, it's like yep. yep. Yeah, upside yeah, down, I different town. could have worked until like the end of the first season. He vomits the, the the worm or whatever from you know into into the sink, and that just that then that storyline just ends. And so the next season is the same actors. Maybe you bring them back, but it's a different other sort of side of that a parallel universe to that one. Yeah, Good that's work. one way of doing anyway, it. Cool yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I had a football one. Um, so. What do you guys think about the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the Bengals Rams Super Bowl? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I yeah, sure yeah. I did. Yeah, liked it. Yeah, wish the Bengals pulled it. I'm, I'm, I did enjoy the game, but I'm, I'm still disappointed with the way that it ended. With that, you know, the, the, the well, in the third quarter with T. Higgins face masking Jalen Ramsey, and they didn't call it. And then, then in the they like didn't call any penalties the entire game until the Rams game winning drive, the, the holding and the interference. That basically gave them the game as a makeup. It's one of the most egregious, disappointing makeup calls in history. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I kind of forgot all about that, honestly. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> me too. The I, game that really. You know, now that you're bringing it up, I remember. But like to me, even at the time, like it didn't really ruin the game for me. Like uh, you know, See I'm where I, I guess I'm so conditioned to bad refereeing that you know. <laughs> yeah. It, just yeah. refereeing's been bad in all sports yeah. right now. I've just kind of gotten used to Except it. Except local youth hockey, I, I heard it's been one. outstanding. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was particularly terrible, and it totally ruined the, the game for me. I was having such a great time, and and then it just it happened. I thought, but I, I, at first I thought the fix was in, but mm. then later on when the, when the T Higgins thing came up, I was like, oh yeah, that's what it was. But it's just it's pretty pretty well, egregious. I get it because like there's two teams in L A. The Super Bowl's in L A. L A's playing in it, so it's kind of like yeah. oh, this kind of all adds up. You want L A to win? Yeah, but I know it's so funny that like for like ever, no. Team had ever won a Super Bowl that was at back home, back. and now back to back. <laughs> yeah. You know, sitting Foxborough next year. <laughs> uh, thanks, B. Appreciate the call. Yeah, uh, Joe in Warwick, New York. Um, love the show. He says, "I've heard it said by Coach Belichick that the best ability is availability." Here's a quick one-question game. What do you think is the best ability? He's got five of them: <laughs> capability, reliability, possibility, affordability, and pliability. I mean, reliability. Yeah. Just, you know, you know, you can count on a guy. Yeah. I'd start with the first one, capability. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're not capable, then all the others don't matter, right? You got to start you there. Can't play. Agree. Yeah. You got to start there. Yeah. Availability is key, though. Can't make the club right. from the top. But so. if you stink and you're yeah. available, <laughs> what good is that? Well, that's why you're available. It's such <laughs> an une- unexpected twist to all the storylines that you spend all year kind of formulating in your head of how it's going to come together in camp, and then all of a sudden somebody gets hurt, and everything you talked about about a certain player is just out the window because, you know, especially with the rookies, like we talked about with Harry, I don't know how much it really mattered that he got hurt. I mean, of course, it set him back, but, you know, would he have ultimately caught up? I don't, I don't really think so. But, you know, for those rookie guys to not – get the experience out of the gate and, and I think you see it sometimes you know kind of linger into their early career that it's just it, it really 
it hurts them. And, you know, that's, again, to go back to Myers, you know, just a guy who's been consistently out there and does it. And, you know, is it, you know, Randy Moss out there? No, but he's out there and he's getting better every time. And I think that that's worth a lot to them, that they know they can count on him not only you know, to be there, but to know what to do and to, you know, when the ball's thrown to him to make to make the play. Uh, Brett in Toronto, from 2003 until now, so basically 20 years, the only wide receiver drafted by the Patriots, which, which has over 60 career receptions for the team, is Edelman with 620. Next is Harry with 57 Oof. and Dobson with 53. Absolutely terrible. Branch and Givens were before 2003. Yeah, and Doug touched a little bit on that on his, his PFF write-up on Harry, too, and you know, I mean, it, uh, hopefully these changes on offense are, are geared towards that. Because, I mean, you hear it enough about how hard it is to pick up the system and all yada, yada, yada. And, and I'm sure, you know, not this isn't a dig at Josh, but it's just that Josh knew exactly what he was doing. And, and it was you had to get on his page. And, you know, I, I respect that. But now it's you've got a chance to hit the reset button a little bit. And, I mean, this is the thing. Clearly. You know, whether they're not drafting the right guys or whether they're drafting the right guys, but they just can't learn the system. I think something had to change, you know. So hopefully that equals more success. We'll see with Thornton. You, you know think how he, you think he jumps number two on that list? <laughs> Thornton. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's a stacked depth chart, and in a way, I don't. I, I prefer this than having to think about. You know, if let's say Aguilar and Parker weren't here, and you're like, we really need Thornton to be the outside guy. We need him to step right in. I think that's a lot, asking a lot of a guy. And, and I, you know, somewhat I think that's what they did with Dobson when he was a rookie in, in 2013 that you desperately needed, you know, to reinforce the receiver position. You signed Amendola. You didn't really know what you had with Edelman. Um, you know, I think he's in a good spot where the pressure isn't on, but but I'd still love to see him push the envelope a little bit and, and make some plays that, that make you go, you know, I mean, Trey Nixon can be out there in minicamp and make, you know, two, two, two to three really beautiful downfield catches. I, I don't think that would be uh, asking too much of, of, of Thornton yeah. in this training camp that's coming up here in uh, less than two weeks. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, real quick, and then we'll be back with more calls and emails here in Patriots Unfiltered. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. All right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered. Thanks for obliging us on a second break. We usually only take one, but... We forgot to order food, and then we got food, and we had to eat a little bit, and so we run out of juice. Now we're ready to go. We're good to go. We're, we're, yeah. we're thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach in the Bay writes in on web radio at Patriots.com. Tuesday's talk about Drew Brees got me thinking. If you ignore longevity, how would your top twenty-five QB rankings change? Are there any quarterbacks who had a short but amazing career, like Bo Jackson? Uh, but he wasn't a quarterback. The only one who <laughs> comes to mind is Andrew Luck, yeah. but his per-game stats are pretty similar to Drew Brees, and I don't think either of them are in that upper echelon. 
I, yeah. I, I thought of Terrell Davis too. That was <laughs> but yeah. another but running quarterback back. position. Like, I mean, if they're good, they lasted, right? Yeah, because you don't get as hurt as much. I mean, you know, like look at. I mean, I just we were talking about like Marcus well, Carson Mariota, Palmer, maybe. But, but guys but continue to get cho- chances. Like if you can even yeah. like remotely play. Like Luck is such a unique one because he was hurt so much and he yeah. had to. You know, he had to turn it up, but. You know, even average uh, kind of guys get I would multiple say RG3 chances. on a different team. Like, obviously yeah. not top. Yeah, that's, that's a, a one. great uh, one. That's uh, yeah. a great Just one. Not, he lit up the league that first That is year. a great yeah. one. Yep. Was that 2012? Yeah. Which, which, I, which I think, too, we should tie it into, like, that's your Shanahan yeah. and McVay and who, uh, who else? Like, uh, uh, the guy from Cincinnati. Well, let, let's, um, let's throw, all there let's throw injuries and also off-field stuff. Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Oh. You know? Yep. Right? Vick. Yep. Yeah. And he came back and played played okay, right? Yeah. When he came back. He throw maybe Vince Young in there a little for early years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one. Right? He, yeah. he had a very up and down career. Yeah. Patriots saw him a couple I mean, times. we talked about it. This goes way back. But, you know, had he not had bad knees, Joe Namath might, you know, like he's in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people don't think he should be. But he maybe he'd be a slam dunk if he had the good knees, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Think of anybody else off the top of my Carson head. Carson Palmer. Or not Carson Palmer. Uh, Philip Rivers, when he, if he didn't blow out his ACL <laughs> yeah. and play in the playoff game. They all had some uh, – both him and Palmer both yeah. had some untimely untimely luck with that. Yep. Uh, Zach uh, also says, I took Fred's recommendation and watched some Bobby Orr highlights. Yeah. Uh, my biggest takeaway was that TV resolution back then made it impossible <laughs> to watch a hockey game. <laughs> the screen's so blurry you can't even see the puck. Uh, and the PU catchphrase should be "It's about honor" or Fred's characteristic "All right." <laughs> I like the "All right." Yeah, yeah they are uh, like guys like smoking on the bench. Nobody wearing face masks. <laughs> yeah, or helmets. Like chicken wire for instead of glass. Like, how did you not tear your face off every time you went into the corner? I don't know. Hockey, hockey, <laughs> hockey was different back then. It sure was. <laughs> um, Christian with a Chris with a T I A N writes in Heward meaning Damon played Damon played the role of Peyton Manning and was responsible for the 03 AFC Championship game 24-14 victory. He mimicked the line calls and audibles of Manning for the Patriots defense during practice and was directly responsible for Ty Law's three picks. At least that's what three games to glory says. <laughs> <laughs> and good riddance on Harry. I tweeted Lombardi and asked him how that Metcalf slash Harry evaluation was working out for him. No reply, uh, but now I'm blocked. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, the block button, the Scalavino. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to miss the. Could they move him to tight end? Question every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> every week. It's best to just cut ties and move on. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it was time. First round blocking receiver. Uh, Cody in Indiana. Says, I'm struggling to come up with a good off-season question for you, so I'm going to circle back to one I asked three or four years ago. Uh, It was just Paul and Andy that day. It was the day of the Kevin mumbling while trying to start the show solo. And wanted to get an updated opinion from Paul and also hear Fred, Deuce, and Matisse's opinion. If the entire team was stranded on an island, who do you think would be the first one to float around the idea of cannibalism? <laughs> At the time, Paul's answer was Alan Branch. <laughs> well, I mean, Trent Brown, but I think he's uh, too, Trent Brown, he's too nice. <laughs> like, I don't think he would do it. Uh, Judon? He'd be nice about it. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I'm thinking about strange. eating y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, definitely uh, 
I mean, definitely not Mac. Mac, guys, <laughs> guys, come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got to be friends. Yeah. Maybe None David Andrews. Yeah. You know, I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, yeah. David Andrews, that's a good one. Yeah. I think it's that got, might be it. One of the big fatties. Yeah. One of the big fatties up front. Call, you know, maybe it'd be strange. Like, <laughs> like, was it Five Guys? It tastes like Five Guys. Strange. Uh yeah, what a, maybe like Carl Davis, like one of those under the radar kind of like just guys that look like they're they they they, they had that in them maybe. Uh, if, you know, if Gunner was still here, I'd say Gunner. <laughs> He'd be the first one to be like, "Hi, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I'll get might, some shrimp." They, might, a, they yeah. might be eyeing Trent Brown though. I mean, Trent yeah. Brown's too nice, so like he probably figured a lot of us, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they'd want to eat Trent Brown. They'd feed the whole, you know. Uh, Tim writes in from South Carolina. I've been listening to your show for two weeks now, but I am loving it so far. Wow. Wow, a new an listener. Off-season. New pulled, listener. Got pulled in by an off-season. Uh, if you remember Matt from Ohio writing in the last few episodes, that is my older brother. Fun little piece of New England info. Our grandmother went to nursing school with Gil Santos' wife, Roberta. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Roberta. Uh, also, a question for everyone to discuss. Do you think the Patriots should have stayed where they were in the first round of the draft and taken a guy like McDuffie or even still made that trade with the Chiefs and taken someone like N'Kobe Dean instead of Strange? Would love to hear your thoughts because I wanted them to take McDuffie or another corner still available. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I wanted... I would want. I wanted one of those fast linebackers. I did. Yeah. yeah. But know? then Dean didn't uh, go. I mean, then you find out Dean yeah. had injury issues. I, I kind of take him out of the mix. But yeah, I would have liked to keep McDuffie, especially he went to a rival. I, I I think McDuffie made the most sense, but at the same time, you know, size concerns, and I don't think that he. You know, we'll see how he does in Kansas City. But I think, as I said in the radio show, just because they took Strange, there wasn't someone else that I was like, I can't believe they didn't take. I mean. We could maybe talk about Tamara's guy with Jermaine Johnson, which I think, you know, I, I might have gotten on board with, with that one. But it's hard. I mean, I think all those guys have do have some questions. But, I, I mean, just a guard, that that's what I think. I mean, the it. hope is that, you know, Strange is just really solid, you know, like a Mankins. And it's like, okay, he was a guard, but he's been on our team for 10 years and that was worth it yeah you well, know you know but i it's like and also too like you say mankins like I, like mankins had like a, a, a personality like a like a snarliness he was part of the team's identity you know and and as much as i think like strange could step in and be the starter there for 10 years or, or whatever like i just hope that he's part of that kind of identity like well, you, listen, know, you know you're gonna have to like oh man he's, I, he's I mean gonna be tough. you talk to Mankins off the field and he's as nice yeah. and soft-spoken oh, yeah, as anyone no, and, and strange you know, has so some of that yeah in him, strange you know? could be the same way i, I just want to yeah. see a little uh you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset with um did you say it on the air about Mankins punching the guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know like i wouldn't be opposed to something like that you know right. just somebody couple who, who has that camp. yeah you know <laughs> like, like i mean and we we kind of saw it a little bit with with judon and in, in minicamp when you know, Strange came running over. I mean, I think he'd be the classic guy that's kind of aw shucks off the field, and then you know, once it's game time, right? Just nasty. he's a pain in the butt. He's got and, a little you know, nasty, throwing throwing yeah. little extra business here and there. But I'd I'd like to see that out of him. I want to see some kind of you know presence that that it's not just okay. He's a solid left guard. He's a he's a tough sob. You know that other teams are going to be like, oh man, this guy's going to be a, a dogfight for the full sixty minutes. Yep. Uh, Justin writes in from Alabama. Um, what would I do without you guys? Y'all have been my ears since the season Brady left. Wish I would have started listening earlier. Hate that I missed out on Andy. <laughs> my question today for y'all is what would you be doing if you had not gotten into sports? Still be Patriots fans but made a different career choice. I hate that I miss Paul because I love to hear his take. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Looking forward to camp. What would we what be doing? doing? 
we didn't get into sports. I always said I I would love to have been writing comedy for yeah. you know even though people yeah. say I'm not funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean as I said before, usually the comedy writers are like the depressed, morose ones, right. and the drama writers are like really friendly and funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I gave the whole Hollywood thing a try. Uh, I got burned out on that though, so that was my my start. Maybe if I'd had more success in that, I would have stuck with it. But I never really felt like I loved but it. I remember going to Emerson, you know, and that was like all about TV production yeah. and writing and all that stuff. Everybody there was there with a purpose, and they're telling us that like the writers for Cheers made seventy grand an episode. An episode. Oh, an oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I was thinking probably coaching or teaching, but you know, I just wanted to do sports. So yeah, out. yeah. I could say coaching. I really enjoy coaching. Like having the limited experience I've had coaching. I mean, I I love coaches in general, but yeah, that's it's definitely very challenging and, and also you know very satisfying in certain ways too. get to stay stay with the sport you love you know yeah yeah just working with kids and i mean that's what i like about refing you know just passing the legacy of the game on and, and seeing the next generation come up and excel and you know the excitement that continues to get regenerated for the sport with these young coach kids. them before they get the attitude too uh, that's, that's <laughs> why i love peewees that's 12 and under give me the 12 and unders all day long they haven't you know they know how to play the game they're not little punks yet and, and it's just, you know, they, they play it kind of the way I think it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Um, you mean skating with a chair in front of them? <laughs> <laughs> Peewees are about 11 and 10 now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark in the UK writes in, as you, as you are like myself, a man of more senior years, Fred, your memory may not recall what I'm about to tell you. Paul certainly won't remember as it doesn't involve a pre-dynastic random Patriots game. Back in late September 2009, my wife and I attended our first game at Gillette to see the Patriots beat the Falcons. The following week, you kindly allowed me to come into the studio as a guest for an episode of what was then PFW Progress. Most of the talk, whilst I was there, was about the Patriots' upcoming trip to London to play the Buccaneers. However, we also talked about soap with a slot. Back in 09. <laughs> Still talking about it. As the previous night, my wife and I had stayed at the Hotel Buckminster having been to Fenway for a Red Sox game. In the bathroom of our room, I was confronted with the holy grail of soap with a slot. Knowing that I would be seeing you the following day, I immediately put it somewhere safe to bring along in the show, which I duly did. Where did you hide the soap? I still have it as a memento of that trip, along with other items gathered on subsequent visits to Foxborough with my UK friends. I've attached a couple of photos showing the soap itself and the box it came in with the explanation on the side describing your idea. I must say that the actual bar seems to be more slot than soap. Uh, I can confirm that you are perfectly safe opening the photo attachments. I'm hoping <laughs> that I may be able to get back to Gillette again this September with some friends for the Ravens game. In the meantime, keep doing what you do, especially those off-season shows. Your idea does exist. And he's got a picture of it. It's really, it looks more like a donut with, like he said, it's mostly whole. So I don't know like oh. how this would work with the we have with the <laughs> other soap. It's too the hole's too big. I just realized, Fred, you, you probably have a lot of respect for this, the guy who came up with soap on a rope, huh? Like a guy that changed the soap game. Like soap on a the, rope. The first guy who changed the soap game, soap <laughs> on a rope guy. Like, well, we used to have a thing <laughs> back when we first started. It was you know we'd bring in p new people. Yeah. We said, well, you know, part of the hazing or the you know. Uh, indoctrination is you have to take a shower with Bruce Armstrong and soap him up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and we have one kid like, like I'll do it. He's buying it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, gonna have soft hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Um, 
Reno writes in, who are your top five most important or best players going into the 2022 season? If you had to say now who gets extended, uh, who would it be, you know, who gets extended first? Would it be Barmore or Mac? Also, shout out to my new favorite member, Alex. Haven't had a favorite since Andy left. Well, she's not here today. But anyway, two questions. Five most important or best players going into the season. Most Mac important. is number one. Mac, Mac. is number one. Uh, Devontae Parker is number two. Oh, cool. Barmore is number three for I, me. I would have Judon up there. I think Kendrick Bourne. I, okay. I could say. I mean, honestly, I would just say one of the receivers. Like, one of them has to, you know, no, take, no. take a little That's bit of time. That's why I had Parker. But I think Bourne. Yeah, Bourne, Bourne and Parker. Yeah. Um, got to on the corners down there. Yeah, you got to pick yeah, a corner, uh, I think. Yeah. I don't know, and I'm tempted by by Raekwon McMillan, just, you know, a guy that might come in and, and really play a huge role. Um, there's a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys. It's hard to boil it who's, down to Who's five your Cinderella? Who's your sleeper? Who's the guy that, you know, we're hoping, you know, has a great season and, and actually will, but we don't know. We have no idea. Oof. Um. I, I don't know if he's a sleeper, but I one guy that I just would throw out there is um, is Henry Anderson. I know we didn't see much Can, out of him no, last year. That's a good one. Um, and he was kind of on the bubble. I think when when um, when cuts happened, he got hurt, and we didn't really get to see him. But I think in the defensive line group, there's just not really any new pieces other than Sam Roberts and LeBron Ray. So I, I could maybe there's some some potential there with Anderson. He's had a couple good years with the Jets. I know he's a big tough guy, and, and I mean I think he's kind of what they need. I don't know for sure though. He could end up cut, but I, I'm a little bit intrigued just by his return and you know something that he could offer to the. Who's your guy, Matisse? I think it's Miles Bryant or Butler. I just I need one of the corners to step up. Yeah, yeah. like I know I want. Mine's I'm, Pat McGroin. I mean Cam McGroin. <laughs> <Cam McGroan. laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we'll see. I mean, if Cam McGroin comes in and, and beats out McMillan and Mac Wilson and and you know is suddenly Massive. getting run. It, I mean, it'd be huge. You'd, you'd see it. It'd be kind of meteoric. Uh, I, I don't really expect it. I expect to see – I expect Wilson and, and McMillan to be kind of the two guys with, with Jawan Bentley, and, and then they'll kind and of – And who gets extended around. first, Barmore or Mac Jones? I think it's tough. It, I, I, I mean – If they both do. If they both do. I mean – I think Barmore because it's an easier contract. No, I think out. it's Mac Jones. you you, you got to get that quarterback early. I agree. I just think there's more – yeah, paperwork with the quarterbacks. You just don't know how the market's going to be. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I'd like to say Mac, but I mean, I, there, there is a feeling, and maybe they could get Barmore, but Barmore feels like the kind of guy who's going to be keenly aware of his standing. Just he gets a lot of hype, and and there's not a lot of guys getting hype on this <coughs> team right now. And I think he's one that, especially if he has a great year this year, that's he's he. People are going to know who he is, and with his yep. skill set, I mean, it's hard to pry a quarterback from a team but but a defensive lineman like that i mean i know if i was elsewhere and saw that guy available i'd go i'd i'd, I'd go all in to yeah. try to get him oh know? yeah yeah but it's hard because they haven't extended a lot of guys like what adrian phillips was that the last one i mean there's you know there's just not well not, lately there hasn't been a lot of uh you know, i mean i know a free agency and you bring mcporty back for a couple more i mean i know there are, there are guys that they bring back but guys that they proactively right. extend yeah. right before extend. their contract right. i mean th- that yeah. list is i'm thinking fifth, fifth year option they've picked up jonathan jones a couple yeah. years ago yeah. shaq mason a couple years yeah. ago yeah uh david in maine writes in uh i want to add my two cents to the patriot place discussion my buddies and I were impressed with Wormtown Brewery at yeah, Patriot yeah. Place. Plenty of open space inside and some great Oktoberfest-style beers. Yep. Would be hoppy. Yeah. Shout out Worcester. That's where we had uh, Cecily's yeah. Sayonara. That was a really good uh, – yeah. some good beers. Of course, there's uh, CBS Scene. Um, 
I've never been in there actually. Yeah, they got a huge TV. Hmm. Huge. There's yeah. a lot of big TVs in this place. Yeah. I'm going to get another big one too. <laughs> um, let's see. There was one I wanted to. Oh. Neil writes in. Um, he says, I haven't written in in a while, but the following proves I've been listening. One, glad to see the end of Soap Talk. Well, <laughs> not <laughs> quite. You haven't seen it. You wish. Two, as a Canadian, I can confirm number four Bobby Orr yeah. is revered as an all-time great Canadian hockey player. Yeah, well, Perry Sound, Ontario. I mean, he's from Canada. so he you know, is. They, they do have some claim. And three, Mac Jones's girlfriend seems very sweet and beautiful. I hope he sticks with her and stays away from the moms. <laughs> <laughs> like Deuce said, boring is good. <laughs> yeah, I love boring. Yeah, mm. she's you know seems very sweet, just like your classic kind of Alabama Southern Q- girl. QB one girlfriend. Mac. Well, that's perfect. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. You know he married his you know, yeah. high school sweetheart, keep Maura. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. My question builds on the butterfly effect. Hypothetical questions. What if instead of the of picking Nikhil Harry in 19, Bill chose one of the following that were picked after him, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, McLaurin, or D.K. Metcalf? How are things different today? For example, is Brady still our quarterback? Do we make it to the Super Bowl in 19? Every team makes draft mistakes, but it feels like this one set in motion a lot of future problems. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're touching it's on Paul asked bit. that earlier. Would Brady have still well, stayed? If they had Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf, watching the man in the arena, it just—he just seemed like he was burnt out. Just you know, kind of seemed gelated out. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I've caught a few of the 2019 games um, that have been on uh, over the last <coughs> couple years or a couple weeks. I don't know. They, they, I've, I've caught a couple, but I don't know. There just looks something off to me about Brady compared to what I see him at Tampa now. Like I I feel yeah. that like dissatisfaction but i think it's a good question i just wonder if it's enough like you know even if aj brown was drafted came in had a really good rookie year let's say you know whatever Dion branches rookie i know he had a solid rookie year in t- t- 2002 is it enough is it enough to keep him here is it enough to make him happy Especially if he's still throwing him matt year. lacoste uh and ryan Izzo at tight end and you know all the other like the muhammad sanu thing like it's just that's why like you know, when I look at the depth chart compared to that season, it's like how can you not look at 2022 and feel this? What you and I feel, Fred, at least a, a sense of all right. There's something to work with right. here. You look at that depth chart in 2019. There's yeah. nothing. There's right. nothing there, and and you had to go get Mohamed Sanu, who gave you nothing too. Yeah, that was a desperation trade. You know, yeah. so I, I, you know, and that you know, this all goes back to why I quote unquote hate Brady. But it's like, what was there for him? Like, even was AJ Brown enough when? I don't know. I mean, how how could AJ Brown have even you know been successful here without a Derrick Henry type running back to kind of help? Like th- he would have been the only thing here. Right. Him and him and Ed- Edelman with one leg for what three weeks, and then right. that was it. You know, so I, I mean, it's a, it's fun to to play what if, um, you know, and, and that's even before you get to would these guys even still be here? Yes, I mean, Debo, you got it. You do, were they ready to pony up after year three? With these guys as well, I, and we just got done talking about how they don't—they haven't really extended anyone. So, uh, it's it's certainly not an easy easy projection. Uh, Pat Nagwam writes in, "Praise Jesus, Harry's gone." <laughs> Seriously though, I wish nothing but the best for the kid. Hopefully, he makes something of his career in Chicago. I wanted to also give kudos to Paul for a great article on making the case for Kraft for the Hall of Fame. He 100% deserves to be in there. And one final thing, I love Kate Bush. But if you get a chance, check out a cover of Running Up That Hill from an artist called Meg Myers from a couple years ago. She absolutely crushes it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I mean, cover two. Yeah. What does that have to do with Stranger Things, though? Yeah. 
Same song. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, let's see. Matt writes in, was wondering if Paul or any of you can help me out. We all know Paul's take on the cap being crap. But I don't understand when he says it's about the owner paying the money and it not being the cap. I was under the understanding that you had the yearly salary, which goes against that year's cap, and you can pay a signing bonus that gets spread evenly through the years of the deal, so it will still count against the cap. That is all true. I think what Paul is talking about is um, it's cash spent. So, like, yeah, guaranteed money. <coughs> yeah. It's, it's the, the initial outlay. And the initial outlay, like, even if it's spread out, like, there's a certain amount of money that has to be paid in full to the player, you know, the and the guaranteed money. And some some owners have more fluidity there, you know, to, yeah. to be able to do that. And you still have to fit it under the cap eventually, but you can just keep pushing, pushing it out, it pushing it out, pushing it out. I forget what the number was of guaranteed <coughs> money they gave out last offseason. I want to say 150 maybe, like it was yeah. somewhere maybe in that ballpark. And, I mean, and then I, I tallied up this year. 27 you know 27 i mean that's the contrast of how different the two different free agent classes were i mean yeah not not a lot of guaranteed money but i mean there's just there's always ways around it i think that's like you know the cap is crap stuff it's it's certainly a parameter and it's something that you have to consider right but there are ways around it if right. you're willing to you know maybe kick some money down the road and yeah it, it's definitely of the major sports well baseball really doesn't have a cap they just have the luxury tax but of the sports that have caps Footballs is the loosest. Mm -hmm. You know, you can yeah. maneuver more. But you still have to make decisions. Yeah. You know? It's so it's not totally crap. It forces you to make decisions. Right. You can make there's options if you like Paul says, if you really want a guy, you can figure it out. You can. But you have to figure it out. Yep. That's and, the point. Yep. And you gotta be willing to maybe do some things that you don't want to do in terms right. of finances down the road and, and you know, I mean Let's talk in 2025 when there's still the dead cap hit for Devin McCourty. You know, like those are the things that they're doing to get around some of the. But I just think, like as I said, the cap of crap. It's a cute, you know, hey, it rhymes. But it's not. Well, crap. I think it's like lazy. It's, it's, I think yeah. it's code for your or you owners, do whatever you want. Your owner's you want, cheap. No rim. Yeah. You your owner's cheap. You know, um, you know, and I do think that sometimes you know teams will use the cap as a crutch. You know, when we, we yeah. you know we had cap problems. Yeah. Like Paul says, if you really wanted the guy, you could have. But he wasn't worth he wasn't worth us figuring it out, you know. And so, yeah. it it I guess it's semantics, but it's it it's not totally crap. It forces you to have to make decisions. Uh, he says I'm not against how the Rams do business, but I don't understand how they can have one of the highest paid quarterbacks, the highest paid non quarterback, and also one of the highest paid wide receivers and cornerbacks, while still paying the rest of their team when other teams with a lot lesser player and contracts can't. Is there another way to pay players that doesn't count against the cap? No, well, at the, the end draft. of the day, the you know, you have to look at all their salaries and, you know, it fits. It's, it's, it, they figured out how to make it fit. So there's probably a lot of guys on the team that aren't making even middle-class salaries. Right. Or, you know? or they're just on their rookie deals and they drafted well yeah, and they've got guys that, that actually play. Perfect example is the Seahawks, Legion of Boom. Like you hit, you built that whole team through drafting and then right. look what happened after 2014. They just fell apart. You couldn't keep everybody yeah. happy. Right. There comes a time in September just before the season where every team has to be under the cap. Yep. Leagues, I don't care how you do it. You can structure your contracts anyway, do whatever you want, spread it out. But at this date, 
you have to be under the cap. And there's no wig- and that in that there's no wiggle room. Well, you know, with yeah. the Falcons last year, right? Wasn't it Julio? They couldn't sign Kyle Pitts until they got rid of Julio because of yeah. the cap issues. Right. So. so they had to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the same thing with the Patriots right now where they're like, I know, up against it with cap space. And I think Kerry opened up a million and, you know, but it, it ultimately doesn't matter. But I, I just I don't think it's that complicated. Draft well. You know, if you draft well, you'll have money elsewhere to spend. If you're able to play third, fourth round picks on that salary and they're playing significant roles for you. You've got money to keep Aaron Donald and to keep Cooper Cup and to go out and get Matthew Stafford. Yep. You know that—that's what it is. It's a draft, and it's the same reason why the Patriots have kind of had a down period. Right. Uh, now. We were talking earlier about quarterbacks who maybe ha- would have been good if they. Uh, Tony says Burt Jones. Remember him with the Colts? Oh, I don't remember. Him. You know <laughs> Belichick was, I think, was a big Burt Jones fan. I think I remember yeah. him talking Baltimore about guy. him. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to end the show. I got things to do. I'm very busy. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot happening, so um, appreciate you listening. Yeah, Have a good yeah. weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.